0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve
2: today. Hello and welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, Episode Twelve. I'm your host Peter, and joined this week once again by Tom and Gunnar. How's it doing, lads? Good, thanks. Hello, Peter. Doing very right. well. We we'll just already we already wrote on Twitter. Tom of the FFS Scout and Gunnar of his Fantasy Football Weekly. Is that right? Fantasy Football, football Weekly. Pod. How do you pronounce it? Fantasy yeah, that's, that's what it is. First time. Fantasy Football. <laughs> See, I've now officially joined the half-hour Fantasy Podcast full time. So that's we're now a trio, a wolf pack, if you will. Weekly coming at you with some Scottish Fantasy Football news and some FPL news. And you're in luck this week because we're going to split the podcast into two. So this first podcast will be based on solely the Scottish game. And one we're recording, I think on Tuesday, will be FPL stuff. So let's get stuck in then, guys. Start with the game week points. The average this week was 41 points. And I think we all quite handily beat it, no problem. That was a low score, but I'm still quite happy. Tom, you returned 78 points. We I won hit, that left you 28th in the half the Fantasy Podcast League. Gunnar you had 84 points with an 8-point hit, actually up to 8th place in the league. And I had 61 points with a 4-hit, so that gives me to 60th. Disappointing for me, but still, green arrows in all the leagues I'm in, so I'm happy with that. So Tom, if you want to go first, you can talk us through your points, where you got
1: them from, and anything that didn't quite work out for you. Um, So most of the points I got from uh, Tavernier, who was my captain, he got returned 26 points. Um, Barisic, seven points with the clean sheet. Um, Duffy with the clean sheet and assist. Um, Ayer with the clean sheet as well. A couple of Aberdeen players with Lewis in goal and Considine, Um, both returning just two points. Same with Hedges as well. Um, Forrest with the goal, seven points. My vice captain was Arfield with three points. Um, He was also my vice as well. I did uh, talk him up through the week, but he failed to return on the weekend. <laughs> um, the other player I brought in this week as well was Nisbet, who returned uh, 10 points with two goals. And the other man up front was Shanklin with two points. Not bad at all.
2: Actually, just for getting eh, Gunnar, it's not bad considering that we had a last-minute call-off and we've taken a fix of teams, That's a good return. Gunnar, you're the top of our group here, eighth. You want to talk us through your 80, 84 points?
0: Yeah, so 84 points. I took a minus eight point hit because I had Trevor Carson in goal. And then the Motowire Killing game was called off. So I brought in Marciano, who saved the penalty. My back line is pretty similar to Tom's. I I Captain Tavernier. I have Frimpong, who got me a clean sheet. And uh, Spurle. Then in midfield, I have Hedges, who's done not, not much again this week. And uh, Ryan Kent. I brought in Nisbet this week as well. I vice-captained him, so that worked out very well. And then I didn't want to miss out in case Shanklin scores, so I brought him in for a minus four as well, and that that was the one that didn't work, but I'm still quite happy with what I got.
2: Excellent. Nobody telling you this week that your score was average or anything like that? No, no fights? (laughs) (laughs) Right, and I'll go mine. 61 points. So maybe not as... The big hitters are used to us, but in my last couple of game weeks, that's going the right direction. I had McGregor in goals. There were seven points missed because I thought, I thought McGregor was going to be the first-choice goalkeeper and he went back to McLaughlin. So that was a mistake. I'll not make him not make a game. I think McGregor will come out after the old third game. So my back line-up was, I had also Captain Tavernier for 26 points, Baris X for seven, Duffy for 10. I had Doig starting, but obviously didn't play. So, Luckily, I got Guthrie off the bench, eight points, so pretty good return for the defenders there. Midfield, McCrory, one, McGrath, one, and a fourth substitution because obviously the command suspension. Callaghan, for Hamilton, and I got five points, he scored a goal, so a bit fortunate, but I'll take that. Up front was pretty poor. Ajetti obviously wasn't playing, I had no other subs to come on. Edward, one point, and Obika, two points. So overall, I think. I'm not complaining that. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been better, but I'm happy with that. He's happy exactly with your scores as well. Take it. Gunnar. first. Yeah, um,
0: like I said, I'm quite, quite happy. Uh, one, one thing that happened. So two weeks ago, I brought in Spurle for Guthrie. And I think I took a hit as well. So that really didn't work out. I mean, Guthrie scored a goal on clean sheet last week. So I was a bit eager there to bring bring in the man from Dundee United. But yeah, overall, 84 points, albeit
1: with a hit. I have to be happy with that. Huh? You as well, Tom. You happy with your score? Yeah, I can't really grumble. I mean, I took the hit for Arfield, which I probably didn't really need to do. So that's four points down the drain. And I think it also hindered my vice captaincy choice because I was pretty much going to go with Nisbet until the last minute, and I switched it over. So, um, but I mean, 78 is well above average, so I can't really grumble.
2: Right. This is normally what I ask you if you get any changes or transfers to think of, but I'll leave that to later on because a lot of the questions tie into that, and obviously double game weeks kicked in, so. I'll leave that bit to near the end. Then we can discuss kind of all in our all-encompassing kind of thing. So I'll go to the league, the fantasy, half-hour fantasy podcast league. Sitting top still is Wolf Tone, Tony McLennie, 83 points. So he's sitting top and he's also returning great weekly scores. I'm just going to quick look through his team here. I mean, you can see Barkas and Goals, Tavenier, Golson, Guffrey, McGregor, Kent Hedges, Edouard but. He's obviously brought in Watkins for the last week. He's on that train quite quick. So this guy seemed to be leading and ahead of the curve. Good for him. Second, a leave at Kevin Wood, still sitting 79 points. Conqueror Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 68 points. And I suppose the highest game week score was by Chris Bristow. I sort of knew, 89 points. Quick look for his team. His return is again, well, it's actually very good to go score this. He's back 5. Tavernier, Barisic, Taylor, Frimpong, Gruffy, so that's like every one in returning. Forrest, midfield, and he Deutsche and Nisbet up front. And that's him also with seven points on the bench for Ferguson. So that's a fantastic key week score going on. I mean I see there Gunnar's doing an eighth. Not that far off the top, Gunnar, what is that? Looks like it'd be fifty-five points. That can still be caught. Also. Sixth place, our friend of the pod as well, FPL Maz is in there. He's sixth, so Still some big heavy hitters. So, we'll go to the results then, guys, right? As you said good on your own podcast, it feels so long ago now. I had to actually refresh my memory and watch the highlights again today. So we'll start with the Sunday games. St. Johnson nil Celtic 2. Tom, you want to go ahead?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I watched the game. It was was pretty grim viewing for the vast majority of it until the, the last few minutes. Um, Lee Griffiths is back out, back in from the cold, um, to to get the first goal, and it was El Hamed with the assist. And then the, for the second goal, it was Clamala who got completely wiped out, um, but jumped back up again. I love that. Um, <laughs> and it was Duffy that put the the um, ball through for the assist. So that was two defenders assisting, and they also got to keep the clean sheet as well. Um, Turnbull and, and Cham started the game. Uh, it was a pretty. Crap game for them to, to start, and to be honest with you, but um, I, I expect to see more.
2: Hello, he's there. I said it's frozen there. I'm back now. You're back. You there, Tom? We'll talk on the way now. He's, Tom was just went all of a sudden You uh, blank. Is he, he was saying there, Griffiths and Kamala scored there, Gunnar.
1: I but, did think it was going to be a bit of a gamble, but... There
2: you he go, he's back. Sorry for the faux pas there. He's disappeared and come back here. Yeah? You know that? disappeared out the internet of bullying and came back. Oh, did they? Yep. As we were saying about Griffiths and Kamala, I've wrote down here, nobody's nailed on. I mean, people are looking for like Celtic assets all the time, but I can't see right now spending money on a Celtic striker. You don't know who's going to be. I mean, obviously, the Edward thing broke, COVID. The jetty's not fully fit. The next game is the old firm. And you can't read Neil Lennon's mind who's going to stick up front. So uh, it's a hard one. who
0: should vote not that, Gunnar? I mean, for me, so I had a Jetty and I I took him out for for Nisbet and Shankland in a way this week, and yeah, because we have the old firm there in game week eleven. I don't think I'll be. I don't really know to be honest. So Griffith, I think, is a is a good shout. He he might play that game, but I'm not sure if I want a striker in that game. I think it's easy, It's easier just to target different fixtures especially like you say, with the double game week coming up as well for Aberdeen so maybe um, maybe it makes more sense to go for someone there and just yeah wait a couple of weeks until one of the like one of Edward or Ajeti are back playing before you get on, on a
2: Celtic striker again What's your thoughts on that
1: Yeah I'd agree I mean if you're going to bring in Griffith uh, obviously playing Rangers this weekend it's not an ideal fixture to bring him in on and then again, as you were saying earlier, we don't know if he's nailed on, so you might find you're another transfer, getting him back out again. So it's um, the risk benefit. I don't think I don't think it's going to work out too great in the long run, to be honest with you. No,
2: that, that's. I mean, as a Celtic fan, I'm, I'm quite happy with the transfer window we had. That's probably the strongest score we've assembled for a while. Best transfer window. Don't you agree with me? Definitely. But, but up front, the options now would be he's get he's kind of picking from five, I'd say. He's got Eduard and a Adamizing their first choice to if they're fit. They've not played together yet. So and then you've got and Kamala. And as you can see, he's playing Elanusi's playing as the second striker. There's mm-hmm. five players, and we're playing Europe. And you see they're missing game weeks soon with Scottish Cup, the League Cup are coming back. There's going to be a whole lot of rotation. So I just don't see any of these strikers being nailed on. Maybe you can be you can be cute and be smart and see if somebody's playing league games, somebody's playing Cup games, and maybe rotation that way but for me it's just too much of a risk I think I'll be coming off Celtic Strikers as much as it pains me because I know that it's best chance of scoring goals but I just think there's no guarantee. Rangers game next Rangers 2 Ross County 0, Cavani captain we all, we all had him goal for penalty again Barker goal had you assist and another clean sheet so go you want everybody to talk to this one first or any you picked out from this game?
0: So yeah, like you say, obviously Captain Tavernier again with a with the penalty and the clean sheet in the end, and I think it just once again shows like Ross Ross County, it's time if you still have their players, it's time to get rid. Like that's that's my biggest takeaway from that.
2: Short and sweet, pretty damn true, Tom. <laughs> no way you can say that. What yeah, that just
1: to, just to echo from uh, last week, we were talking about Tavernier. Now that's um, uh, he's had five goals in his last five game weeks now. And out of the ten game weeks, uh, he's had eight clean sheets. Um, I, I can't see past him. Obviously, not next week. I don't know. I don't know what captain him next week, but um, I think he's kind of the default captain for now. Is, um, that, your, is
2: that your head or your heart with the Tavernier captain for next week? Head or heart?
1: Definitely <laughs> head. <laughs> uh, two blanks for Kent. No. um he, he wasn't really on form on the weekend. He had a block shot and made one key pass. Looking at the stats. Which, which isn't a lot for him. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of started to wane a little bit, but um, he's a pretty decent player. So I think he'll probably come back. Um, Blogan was back as well at centre back. Um, mm-hmm. I think he could be a decent cheap option into the Rangers' defence. Two point four million. Um, Ross County didn't show a lot going forward. Actually, had zero shots on target the full game. Uh, we talked the last time about Ross Stewart as well. Maybe he's been a bit unsettled. There's, there was talk of bids coming in for him. So now that the window's shut, the, he might settle back down again. Um, I've also got to hear Morelos, one goal in his uh, in six, in his last six starts as well. So the, pre, the premium strikers haven't really been delivering of recent.
2: We'll see you on Morelos there. Sorry of going on for a lot of you in. Uh, Obviously Swanee, other member of the pod. Or, ex member now that he's seen not coming back. He was talking about Morellas and the way Rangers have changed their formation and tactics now. It doesn't really suit Morellas. I don't know if you remember last year the way Rangers always played was it was just launch a ball to Morellas and he would just harry defenders. It was really difficult, get in your face. But they're now doing the kind of style of play as the two midfielders, it's Kent and Rebo or Kent and Arfield, are pushing forward, the wink, and the full-backs are pushing up the strikers are dropping deep. Kind of like Edward would do for Celtic, I suppose. And that's just not Morellis' game. And he says since he's been back in the first team, he's really, really looked poor. He's looked, he's looked a weak link out of the Rangers team, which is kind of strange to say, because I'm from Morellis. I don't know if that's all Rangers fans. They may think different. This is just from one fan. Who obviously, I talked to quite, quite a lot with football, and he says it, just, it just looks like he's a square pen around to all this new formation.
0: Gunnar? I mean, I, I'm just looking up uh, Kemar Roof here.
2: I don't know. Is he injured at the minute, or why isn't he playing for? I for think them? he is injured. I think he was due back in the last game, didn't quite make it. So again, speaking to Swanny, he thinks if he's sixty minutes fit, he will playing in the old firm. And if not, they're going to have to go more Morales. But again, you don't know. This could be Gerard. I'll get to this later. In the predictions. I've got a funny a prediction. I think something's going to happen in this old firm game. But we'll get to it we we'll get to it. Any other comments, Rangers? You know, you were done. No. Tom, anything else here? No, nope, how with that. Jesus so just now talk with Balogun. I was burned with Balogun before. I had them in LA as a cheap asset and obviously injured. Now, he's history of an injury prone. Now, if he's fully fit, fair enough. But, and you're going to go for Rangers defence triple up because I'm sure everybody now is going to have, or well, any high scores is going to have Barisic and Tavernier. And you're going to sacrifice one of them for money, to bring Balogun in to spend money elsewhere. I, I don't know, no. I, don't, I don't really see people doing it unless they're, they're trying to bring in maybe somebody heavy hitting, or like you said, a premium forward elsewhere and they need the money. But I just don't see, I don't see value in it. And again, he's injury prone,
1: but that's just me.
2: Aberdeen 2 man one
1: Tom? I thought Aberdeen had a good game. They were pretty attacking. Um, Marley Watkins looked good. Um the new striker uh, with a goal and assist. Ferguson again, that's another, um that was another goal he got scored as well. He has had he had three shots on target. Uh, sorry, three shots, two on target, one key pass. He he's now got five goals and one penalty one, and at four point three million, I think that's pretty good value. You know, uh, are you still counting? No, I keep going, sorry. Oh, Saint uh, Mirren, that's five losses now. They've really kind of, they've, they've really not been looking great recently. So um, they actually only had a single shot on target that game, and it was obviously that screamer by Erehan. It was a good um, goal, wasn't it? It was a very good goal, um, but that was their only shot on target the full game. So I think Aberdeen were unlucky there not to uh, create another clean sheet, and if they had done that, it would have been five clean sheets in eight. So they're, they're pretty solid at the back uh, in all competitions. Aberdeen. This is including the Europa qualifiers. Um, they've had six clean sheets out of eleven. Uh, that includes the fixture where they went down to ten men and lost just one 0 to Rangers, and they also just lost one nil to Sporting Lisbon. So again, that sort of reinforces they the pretty solid at the back. Gooder Aberdeen Strimpn.
0: Yeah, I like what Tom's saying there. Um, especially again with the with the double game week coming up, uh, the the clean sheet stats for them look really good and I wish I picked Lewis over Marciano, but maybe because I still have two Celtic defenders, I'm interested in, in swapping one of them to maybe Considine of Aberdeen to, to yeah get the clean sheet points there and maybe save a bit of money as well.
2: But also the same problem lies with Aberdeen as with Celtic. They both missed that game week 13. So this, I was looking at, if once Tom, you said in the chat that there's a double game week, I'm like, oh, excellent, Aberdeen, Hamilton, looking through the fixtures, because I'll quickly throw this up to see. This is the next week you can double screen, so I love this. Aberdeen are Dundee United, Hamilton awaits St. Johnson, and then they play each other, so they're really not the most difficult fixtures of both of you, to would imagine, considering who they are, but if you can, I go heavy on Aberdeen players, and you already have Celtic players your team, or you replace, you've still got the same problem going forward in three weeks' time, you need to try to get them out that for one week I would think so I don't know what you think
1: on that you, you, you could um, you could look at getting Aberdeen players and I mean if, you, if you're wanting to kind of bank on those clean sheet points you might even be looking at captain or vice captain in Aberdeen defender this week and then if you were to take a minus four hit the points that you've gained through the double game week the minus four hit might just be a, a drop in the ocean in comparison so it's a lot, it might, it's it a lot. It might be, the juice might be worth the squeeze on that one as long as they start, I've had that issue before. I'll bring him in as they start. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I
2: quite, I'm on, uh, I'm not gonna, I'll leave it to the question. I'm going to start getting into the double game week there, but we'll just get there organically rather than jump in. St so Mern, I can't believe I've still got two players on my team. I've still got uh, McGrath and Obika. Now, I brought a weekend when he was actually playing in the first choice. Now, he's not nailed on. But his game week this week, again, I'm sure it is. Is it Motherwell at home? It is. So I heard you speak in your own podcast as well, Gunnar. I think one more week, a week will be left in the team. And I think I'll be getting rid of him after that, unless he holds big time. In fact, I think regardless of what he does, I think I'm going to rid of him because men look like they're on free fall.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, uh, this is definitely, for, for me, this is going to be the last week that I have Obika on my team. Um, it's just because I don't want to use a transfer on him this week is basically the only reason why he's staying. And um, I think there's better options, even even in his price range. I mean, we spoke about Mark McNulty on on our part and uh, the manager saying he was going to play two up top. So maybe that's an easy way uh, to, like a better better use, maybe of the third striker spot than just having Obika sit there.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. Will you think that's the same? I definitely, yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly better options at that sort of price point. You've got Kabamba, he's 4.5. I think Marley Watkins is around about 4.3, 4.4, round about that kind of mark as well. So, um, there's, there's definitely better options that are probably going to return you more points.
2: Right, the next game, Dungeonated 1, a kind of resurgent Lumison 2. Also, Clark got a goal, Guffrey got, got a goal with a badly assist. Forrest got a goal with a... Hold on, Nick. I think that's the pronounce his name. Assist. So, thoughts on this game, Guran? Have you watched the highlights?
0: Um, I have to be honest. I didn't watch the highlights. But the player that interests me is Alan Forrest. Because he... I mean, he's got 33 points already this season. And um, if you compare that to someone like Ferguson, who's a mil more expensive, who's got only just 10 points more. And I have still... Um, Burke, I think, for example, in my team and if I replace him with Forrest and if he keeps starting and scoring then that's what I'm going to do.
2: Tom, you mentioned Forrest last week, Tom, just before you start, but you did talk about the volume and how good he was for the price, so on you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's really starting to to kind of come into the game now. Um, He's had two goals in his last two. That game he was pretty um, creative as well. He made four key passes and created two big chances as well. Um, At £3.2 as well, he does free up a lot of funds. Um, I think Livingston's fixtures are are pretty good going forward as well, from what I remember. Um, I'll tell you now, you keep on talking. They've got Kilmarnock at home, Um, Rangers away isn't too great, but then they've got Motherwell at home, Ross County away, St Mirren at home, and then Dundee United at home. So I think he's he's a decent option going forward. Um, Another player I quite like, Um, the look of and it's decent value as well as Guthrie Um, I think a lot of people were on him at the start of the season that's him now got two goals I think he's only 2.1 or 2.2 million Um, he scored six goals last season so pretty pretty decent returns for that kind of price
2: I've been on Guthrie from the the start but he was just in as a cheap fifth choice defender but off the bench I think that's three times he's returned this year for me I think that's twice with a goal and one with a clean sheet so I feel I mean the tactic of we're going is you're not you don't want to go five three two. You want to leave that space for the one on the bench, the best player. And Guffrey so far has turned plenty for me. And right? you'll just keep that position the rest of the season. I don't see any point changing him. he's returns well so far. It's one decision I've actually made that's worked out well for me long run. I can actually go, yeah, Peter made the right choice there. <laughs> uh, on the hips game in Hibs three Hamilton two. Maybe a lot closer people expected. Uh, Nisbet two goals, new assist. A Hanlon goal with a Doig assist, and my on my fortunate Callaghan goal and a Portis own goal as well. So thoughts on this game, Tom? This was actually quite a good
1: game. Yeah, this was a good game. I mean hips Hibs were really on the on front foot in the first half. Um they're all queuing up for shots. Um Nisbet um he's he obviously had six goals and one assist so far this season. He had seven shots on target. So he's seven shots in this game, four on target, three off, and he also missed a big chance. He got a couple of goals, but he could have got that hat trick. Um, the, the, only, the only concern was with Hibbs, is towards the, the end of the game they started to get a bit complacent defensively. Um, McGinn gave away that penalty, and uh, it was a Gumpo that, that took it, but Mascherano managed to save it. Um, and then it was obviously the, the Porteous. Porteous didn't have a a great game towards the end. He conceded the penalty and then scored the own goal, so um, Hibs looked great attacking-wise, but um, towards the end of the game, they were a bit concerned regarding their defence, but have, the defence has been pretty solid up until up until recently. Marciano kind of had a fair few clean sheets as well.
2: Yep. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I brought Marciano in this week because they, they've they had quite a lot clean sheets there this season already, and was a bit concerning to see them score, like concede those two late goals. But I'm um, trying to pull up their fixtures in the coming weeks.
2: Who, who is it? Hibs games or?
0: Yeah, the Hibs games. So they have Ross County at the weekend, and like we said before, so yep. Ross County they they don't
2: come yeah. on, come on, look away, and then they miss a game. Oh, they missed a game in, in game week thirteen as well. Yep. Yeah, they're playing Hearts in the semi final, so another one. All right. <laughs> just the danger. you everybody's talking about either like Hibbs assets or Aberdeen assets and both of them are cup tied, so and Celtic said as well. I'm sure every game's got at least two Celtic assets. So there's three teams that are involved for one week. And like you say, you either plan for it or you take it for one week because you're gonna get the you're gonna get games back at some point. It's gonna be double game weeks. It's where you want to take the hit for that game and you're gonna have a low score. Any other this, Tom? Yeah, not quite happy with that. Also, Doig, I don't know if he's a Doig in your team. He's
1: yeah,
2: he's forward oh, as that. well. So, and he didn't start that game. I think it was due to that winter. Is that why he missed the game? No, I or think he was benched. I
1: think, the, I think there was there was talk of it. It was just maybe being, being right. a tactical, kind of. I'm thinking now.
2: On. I'm thinking now he's going to maybe start going away for him. He's nailed on. I know he started well. He was only seventeen when he started the season, Doig. But That's I right. think I think now it'll be maybe take more. Is it Stevenson's a left back for Hibbs? The other one is that right, Stevenson? Yep. I, I think he'll be, he won't be nailed on as much left back, so I think I'll be taking him out. And as we go on further, I think that's all we're replacing in the double game week by an Aberdeen player, I think. Because I'm not quite crazy enough to bring in a Hamilton defender, I think, it'll be an Aberdeen defender. Right, though, that was only five games this week, guys, obviously, because Command middle game was called off due to the Covid pandemic. Are you any thoughts on this? I know the rules seem to be changing game by game basis, but this was the Ayrshire. Track and trace team advised the uh, the medical medical council for the area. Say that they're best not playing the game, so it was taking
1: out their hands, I suppose. Thoughts, Tom? Yeah, I mean we've we've kind of talked up Aberdeen assets. Kilty's been a, a great value pick, and Kabamba's been on scoring form as well. So this is this is them now. They've, they've, they've been in the house for for two weeks, not training with each other. Um, obviously, you're limiting what you can do in your back garden as well. So i uh, just, just concerned that the, the Kilmarnock team maybe have regressed slightly in terms of fitness and match-sharpness. So that, that that's a concern for for, for um, Kabamba and Kilty owners and also Burke as well.
2: Yep. I was going to say they're playing on that pitch, but they have the exact same pitch, so it was shouldn't bother them. <laughs> I mean, wait a right, we'll go to predictions, guys. I don't know... I haven't said this to people on the podcast, have I? I haven't, because we've done it through the week. We're going to do a new thing going forward. I'm going to ask the guys and myself to predict three games... In the Scottish game, and I've said three in the English game, it's going to be five obviously because it's like half the fixture list. And we'll keep a tally of scores for the week ahead and see who's more on the money with basically pick correct results. So the games I asked you this week were Dungeon United Livingston, Hibbs and Hamilton, this is Johnson Celtic. And I can reveal if somebody got one correct result. <laughs> Start with Dundee game right. I said done hit two to two, Livingston one. Gunnar you said Dundee hit to Long Easton nil. And Tom said Dundee hit to Long one. So that was a extra if you, so nobody got it right because Long 1 if you're home. Next up was Hibs versus Hamilton. I said 2-0 Hibs, so got the right predicted the winner, so it was one point. Gunnar said three 0 hibs, so one point for him. And Tom said four, two hibs, so he was really close, but only one point. And he said John Celtic game. Peter Station Johnson, null Celtic 2. Gunnar Station Johnson, one Celtic 3. And Thompson, Johnson, one Celtic 3 as well. So, asked for what first week, I'm on 4 points and you two guys are on 2 points each. So, read it and that's weep. Right? Read it and weep. <laughs> <laughs> Call the league, null and void, that's it. Call the league. Right, we're going to go to transfers in. Tom, you wanted to do a wee bit of talk on incoming transfers. So, who's the players you want to talk about and then we'll go on from there?
1: Yeah, so I think we divvied it up. I had um, Kyle McGinnis and Guy Malhamid. Um, right. I have got Mark McNulty and Diego Laxalt. And you, who have you got, Gunnar?
2: I have Bongani Zungu and Greg Lee for Aberdeen. I like you saying that. Say that again. Say the first one again. Is it Bongani Zungu? I just think it sounds good when you say it. Excellent.
1: Well done. Right, Tony, you you to start. Yeah, so um, the first one I said was Kyle McGinnis. He's keeping the game at 3.2 million. Um, he transferred from uh, St. Mirren to Hibbs and he went for an undisclosed fee, but um, I think I think it was uh, revealed that um, it was a big offer that came in for him. He's actually a, a, um, a local boy to Paisley. Um, he's been with St. Mirren since he was five years old. He predominantly plays as either centre mid or right midfielder, but he's been out since January with an, an ACL injury. Um, Jim Goodwin actually made him captain through the summer whilst he was injured. Um it was a bit of a controversial move as well because I, I don't think St. but obviously I don't think St. um wanted to sell him. Uh, Jack Ross obviously previously managed him um when he was the, the, the St. Mirren manager. Um he praised him for his leadership and good attitude um, and also the fact that he can play in a number of positions. Um looking at him as a f, uh, f- sort of fantasy football asset, um he had one goal and one assist in twenty-two appearances. Um, he's been described as a good prospect, so maybe one, maybe one to watch for now. Um, but I, I certainly wouldn't be rushing to get him in my team just now. Well, just on that, one, do you know does he play as a is
2: he more an attack midfielder fielder or more a holding midfielder? Do you know more about him?
1: I think he's been described as more of a deep line playmaker, right? That kind of sort of player, so.
2: So not exactly the players that we can look for in the fantasy game because they're not no. they never the return exactly. well.
1: Exactly. We've guaranteed two points every week.
2: So the only thing I think about that is as you said, guaranteed points, Jack Ross obviously managed them before and he also thinks highly of them. They chased after them. and as you said, Tibbs have spent a fair bit of money. We don't know what's undisclosed, but they have spent money on them, So I'm assuming he's part of the plans going forward. It obviously Scott Allen's situation where he looks like he's gonna to have to retire, but it is is it heart issues? That was the rumour, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just also, I don't know how to say, but it seems to be the rumour then. There's a position in that squad for him, and I'm assuming he's wet as well, because he's not guaranteed game time, but I assume he's going to give him his chance, and the Hibs are quite light in the middle of the park. They've kind of, got two or three options in actual midfield roles. The rest, it's... So, I yeah, think he could be actually playing quicker than you think. But again, yeah. if he's a whole midfielder, then he's not exactly maybe going to be returning the halls that people want. Any say in that, guru?
0: Uh, no, I have to say I haven't seen him play before. I've only seen that, uh, like like Tom said, the uh, hips man Jack Ross one, like Trey was his manager before and wanted to bring him to the club. So um, you would suppose that means he he will be in the lineup at at some point, just because like the manager likes him. And but I don't. I agree with Tom that I don't think he, he's a good fantasy option just now.
1: Right. who is the second player, Tom? The second player was uh, Guy Malamed. Um He's a striker. Uh, he's came in the game at 4.9 million. He's 27-year-old, and he's played all his career in Israel, uh, both in the Premier League there and also the second division as well. Um, he came to St. Johnson on a free. In the league last season, he scored uh, three goals in 23 appearances, but then um, in Israel, they have a relegation playoff, and he got five goals and one assist in seven. He's pretty direct. He likes to play down the centre. Um, And we know from previous experience, there's lots of Israeli players that have came uh, to Scotland and and integrated well. Um, They've adapted well to the Scottish game. We've got Marciano, obviously, the Hibs goalkeeper just now. Um, And the two Celtic players, El Hamid and Beaton. I think the Israeli league's a a, a fairly decent standard. We only have to look recently to... um, Hapwell Beersheva, who beat Motherwell 3-0 in the Europa League playoffs very recently. So um, St. Johnston have been have really sort of lacked someone to, to, to finish. Um, they're, they're fairly creative. They've, they've been expected to, to score more goals in terms of the, the uh, XG differential. So um, they've scored four goals so far this season. The next year was 9.2, which gives them an XG differential of 5.2 and um, So they're creating chances, but there's no one there to finish them. So guy Malamad might be the man to do it. But again, it's, it's a wait and see. We need to see how he's going to integrate.
2: Was that the promised XG part or That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mood was right. An XG part <laughs> See, I like I like to look at this guy and you start watching the YouTube video, and you think, oh, he's excellent. St Johnston have been pretty toothless this year. When they looked, when they played, okay. When I've seen play okay, I mean, he didn't play well, like I said, to organize. He just didn't have any sort of outlay up front. And I, f- I think this guy might be, once he's fully fit, and he might be nailed on every week. If he's 27 and he's in his peak years, and I he's quite direct and likes to go, if this is if this was, this was St. John's from Watson, it's quite interesting, I think, to watch how his mm-hmm. player goes. There. He's not exactly, he's in that kind of middle range asset price again.
1: That's right. I mean, he's he's, he's 4.9. So there's options like Marley Watkins yeah, as we said previously, he was a bit cheaper. Kabamba um, as well. There's also uh, Tiffany, who seems to be mm-hmm. prospering quite well at Livingston just now too. So the, the, there's options a little bit cheaper. So, um, but I mean, if he does come in and hit the ground running, then, then, then why not? It's, not? it's not that great a difference in stumping up the extra
2: Suppose, whatever to get him. I suppose for, another, for a third choice, again, it would be your third choice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Gunnar? Nothing. Nope. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> 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 well, what is Tom's memory. I'll, <laughs> go on, I'll go next, right? Mark McNulty. He has came up on loan from Reading, I believe. That's right, Tom, you can correct me if I'm wrong on these things.
1: Yep.
2: He has played in Scotland before. He came actually through. He came from, was it through Livingston? Well, that's when he got his thirty-seven goals, 105 appearances. Then he moved on to Sheffield United, and he's 28 years old. He's became a bit of a journeyman. He's had loan spells to numerous clubs in England, up in Hibs, been in the Hibs twice. We obviously came last year as well. He got his first international cop. is that right, when he, when he was part of the Hibs squad? Am right I right in that thing, Yeah, was, that's right, yep. Scotland
1: International.
2: And he really didn't take advantage I suppose, but then I suppose Scotland are not exactly not exactly the blessed the strikers, but when I seen him play, I always thought he looked, he looked pretty handy. He's, uh, he's still a play. I don't know if you agree. He is kind of direct, but he is, he's quite a strong looking boy. And sure gonna Gunnar Sadie alone as well. He's, he's on loan. So he's probably agreed to come up here. If he's going to get guaranteed game time of some sort. He's going to be playing with Shankland. So it could be your way into having this cheaper option if you want to have a second striker, and isn't want to be shanked up front, I suppose. And I think Clark's going to be the third of the third of the freedom, and they told totally starting strikers. But again, it's whether it's a wait and see if they're going to if he's going to start and play with him, or he's going to be rotate between the freedom. Again, it's a wait and see. Any thoughts on that, Tub?
1: Yeah, again a wait and see. I think I think the bulk of his goals were were scored um, in the championship. So
2: Longestown, yep, yep, you're right. And, uh, and the first division as well. None of it was in the top league. That's right. for the game.
1: So, he, he, he's not had sort of consistent starts down in England. So, again, he's not someone I would be jumping on to straight away. I think we need to see how he, he adapts coming back up to Scotland again and playing, playing in the Premier League. So, again, one to watch. Yeah, I want to see how he actually plays with Shanklin, I suppose. If Shanklin's meant to be, like your, I suppose, your
2: premium striker asset in this fantasy game, how he plays off them, how they how they play, they're going to play four, four, two, they're three, five, two, they're going to play one deep, like basically in a ten roll. I of think he actually
1: said in the interview himself. I think he said, I'm coming up here, Mickey Mellon wants us to play two up front. I'm, I'm going to be part of yeah, it.
2: Yeah, that's how that two looks I mean is it going to be there. It's going to be a straight two up front or is it going to drop deep? Yeah.
1: They
2: you look know, like an El type striker or shannon right? Again it's going to have to wait and see this couple of weeks. And who have they got coming up? So, I'm assuming if he jumps right back in, they will be playing Aberdeen at home the first game. Then I beat St. Johnson. So, and then I'm home Ross County. So, there's three games. Two of them are very winnable. And if he's in at the start, again, we may have to wait and see after the first game. Any thoughts then, Gunnar? Yeah, I mean, so...
0: If if the old firm game happens when it's scheduled at 1:30, we'll, we're only going to get early time, lineup news for that. So, uh, I was going to say wait wait and see for the lineup from the yeah, from Dundee United, but I don't think that's going to happen. And then I totally agree what you guys said that. Uh, so I was on Nicky Clark at the start of the season, and then I think he was dropped for a couple of games, and he was like your. Or like second, I know Shanklin was injured, but he was like supposed to be like the second way into that side. And I know McNaughty said in his interview interviews coming up to play, and but well, I totally agree. It's, it's a wait and see there if that actually happens. And then what what you said as well, Peter? What kind of roles the two strikers uh, play? I suppose.
2: I think that's quite interesting because that's that's two. The last that's two players was two strikers. We've talked about there, so it's a bit a kind of fresh. Input in the league, the St John striker and him, but it's again, it's these teams are going to play league cup games as well, and it's with a great rotation. It's more about rotation if they're going to play in the league. This worries me. I go to Celtic all the time when they play. like before Forrest got injured Frimpong, who I think Frimpong's a great asset, if he was ganged every week because he's so attacking. But when Forrest was fit, you couldn't tell who was going to play in what game. Who's going to play in Europe? Who's going to play in the cup? Who's going to play in the league? And also, we and for a fantasy aspect, you're looking for the league starter. we want who's going to play league game week in week out. And you can't guarantee that until, you, I suppose, what you said, you need to watch games going down the line. Right, my second player is, uh, my, my pronunciation, is it Diego Laxalt, is that how you say it? Is it hard salt? Hard X? Laxalt? Yeah. I think it's Laxalt,
1: like
2: yeah. i just like to start with his, uh, his haircut is absolutely shocking. <laughs> 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 but uh, I don't care if he does others. Uh, he's kind of he's a strange one he's obviously we knew for a while Celtic were, were after a, a left wing back you could tell Greg Taylor's no cutting it in the formation he's he's a hard left back Greg Taylor he came through Kilmarnock where he always played left back he was also a team that's probably defended more often he went to Celtic originally started with a, a, in a back four where fine he was a, a left back but then he was asked to attack more pushing forward and now we've changed again to 3-5-2 where it's really alien to him. I feel sorry for the guy sometimes because he, he looks to me when I watch the games. He stands out as the weakest link. You can see it. But it's no fault of his. He's asked to play a position that he's never, he was never trained to bring up this way. Mm-hmm. And Celtic so have been trying to get a left back in for a while. The only thing I worry about this is, for the he suppose, we've been after him for a while. No, so not after him. After a left wing back for a while. And I don't think he's first, second, and even third choice left wing back. I think we went down the list here to get him in fourth or fifth player in. That's just me. Because who was the boy? Is it Doherty for Charlton? Is that the right I was call? talking him, yeah. yeah. And I think they're trying to get him on a pre-transfer in January. Mm-hmm. He's only here for the year. Now, his profile as a player, watching the highlights and listening to kind of other people talk about him is he's most definitely a Lennon-type player. He's full of energy. He's non-stop and he's always a forward-thinking. Now, is he nailed on every week? I think the same, as I said, with city player, we've got that many games coming up. I just don't see Greg Taylor not, still not at his handful of games. If we were playing in Europe, Celtics get AC Milan, Lille, and is it Sparta Prague? The right, Sparta? Yeah. It's the right Prague team this time. Then if one of the games falls, and if Celtics can maybe got, say, a Ross Kootenai at home, or a Hammond at home, I can see Greg Taylor coming for that game. So that guy's not playing every second game. Now, how he played himself, I mean, I suppose his biggest, he came from Uruguay, he's went on loan, he's international signed him, I'm sure, he spent three times out on loan. His biggest outlay, I suppose, went to Genoa, where he actually played with fellow teammate, Olivier and Cham, put together there. That's right, yeah. He managed to get his deal from, or oh, loan to Genoa, permanent, where he played six to eight games. It also not enough that he made the Uruguayan squad for the 2018 World Cup, and Milan bought him, and I'm quite sure it was a Milan deal, it was €14 million from him, so it was a, a decent outlay for him, mm-hmm. but really submitted to Milan, he's really not done much. 24 games over two seasons, is that right? And out back in L'Ontitrino last year, well, now people have said, and listening to Twitter, AC Milan fans on Twitter, they're glad we've got him, as if he's a terrible player. They've also said, we've let him play against us in Europe because he's that bad. Now that's fair enough, that's his fans, not all players. Work out every team. But this strikes me as another player type of like the uh Aieti. Look at IET for uh, West Ham. Went there, didn't work out. Celtic snapped him up and bam injuries hot the ground running. Fraser Force could be the same, Newcastle, went there, third choice, second choice, goalkeeper, another one to get a game. Celtic snap him up, comes a first choice player and leaves a big money. So I'm more thinking if I'm more believing if he gets fit. And he starts well, we've all been a team all the time, but again, it's the same when it comes to the fantasy aspect of it. I don't think Emy's nailed on that Celtic team, apart from Carl McGregor and Scott Brown. Thoughts? Tom, you go first as you resident Celtic fan.
1: Yeah, I mean I'd probably add Shane Duffy that list as well. Yep, I agree with you. So you go. Shane Duffy. Um, and Barkas. And Barkas as well. Um I mean, given given the sort of fixture congestion set like you're gonna experience and and then you're going to have the, um, the prospect of more games being postponed with COVID as well. Um, you really have to kind of look at that sort of, the core list that you, you mentioned there for, for your Selic options in terms of fantasy football. Um, because other than those guys, I think um, more, more options are going to be prone to rotation. Um, but from the transfer, um, Selig really wanted to agree a, a sort of um, a buyout clause at the end of his year loan. And AC Milan weren't willing to, to 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 put that in the deal. So
2: interesting. Is perhaps that-
1: they see perhaps they see something there and they don't really want to let him go just yet. They maybe want to um loan him out and see how he see see how he gets on in Scotland.
2: Now, the Sunny came with because City weren't often enough in the buyout clause at right. the end of the contract. I would think because he's 27 years old and he's no first choice now in AC Milan. When's ever going to be first choice? And it could be a total Peter Lowell type scenario where He's trying to lowball them with a, a price. Just me, my cynic head, like the Celtic fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can make your own deductions from that. We'll, we'll probably <laughs> never really know, but um, yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely a possibility as well. Probably a more likely possibility. Gura, <laughs> your thoughts? I mean, I was, so for me,
0: I'm looking at this more from like a neutral standpoint compared to you guys as Celtic fans and like a purely like fantasy standpoint. And um, just, on that last part though, I mean I've read somewhere that, that uh, Celtic offered that buyout clause around like nine or ten million. I don't know, you probably know better, but so used, used to me that. Right. Okay. So wow. Milan bought him for 13 million. And then if you I suppose if Celtic offer around like nine to ten million, there's always the chance he, he actually does well in Scotland for Celtic. And then Milan can get, I don't know, twenty-five million from the Premier League side. And that's probably why that didn't work out. And then, from a from a fantasy standpoint, it is a wait and see. I totally agree. I don't think Taylor is go- going to be completely gone from the team, or Laxal takes his place for for the old firm. I don't think that either. Um, but yeah, for me, it's. I think it's too much of a risk to to commit there just yet. And every week waiting for the Celtic lineup and whatever Lennon comes up with. I think there <laughs> yeah. is options Aye. that give Welcome. you less, less, less our world, you know?
2: <laughs> Tom, do you know is Craig Taylor in the Scottish setup? Do you make a squad this time? Do you know? I'm not top too sure about that, No, I'm not too sure. Just thinking if I was going to say about who's going for the old thumb game. If Craig Taylor wasn't part of the Scotland team and he's training, he'd think he'd been nailed on starting if he's playing a weekend? What are tactics getting for this game coming up? If Taylor's there and he's training with the squad now when the rest of the international duty, you think Taylor be nailed on? But I'm not even sure if he's in the squad or not. I was think no because obviously you get Tierney and well you had Tierney and mm-hmm. Robertson, but maybe is, because he's made it a few times, Taylor. Right, Gunnar, you want to go with your two players? Yeah, of course. Um, so I've
0: I've realised you, you've guys you guys put way more thought into your scouting here. Gunnar, I've
2: stopped your tracks. Two minutes. No, I did not. Me, I've read most of that off a of Wikipedia and listened to a podcast. About uh, Laxalt, I said self- other silly podcasts, in this memory. So that's all I've done. I've tried to, and I've used Tom as a crutch. What do you think of that, Tom? Do you risk Tom? That's what I've used there, because Tom's <laughs> into that stuff. Oh, you go, it. Right.
0: So, my first player, the first player I looked at uh, was Greg Lee, who signed again for Aberdeen. And I see in <coughs> say, that he can play left back, left wing back, and left sided centre back. Uh, I've looked at the lineup for Aberdeen for the Game Week 10 weekend. And just pulling it up here. So Johnny Hayes, left wing back, and Considine at left sided centre back. And I think A as a new sign-in, and B, um, I don't know how much regular football Lee got there last season. He was on loan at Aberdeen. You guys probably seen him play more than I did, but I looked up his numbers. He scored a goal and he had three assists in the eighteen games that he played for Aberdeen the first time round. And yeah, he comes into the game at 3.0 uh, million, whereas Considine is still on 2.9 million. Uh, Tommy Hoban, who's already got 32 points, he's on 3.1 million. So again, for me, it's wait and see. And like we say, like we said earlier, um, with a blank coming up, I think there's better options in that Aberdeen team at the minute. And then it remains to be seen if if. Lee is starting at some point and then he might become a better option. But for me, not just yet.
2: Right. Thoughts on that, Tom, before I go?
1: No, I, de- I definitely agree. I think he's probably going to be more of a squad player. There's, there's, there's cheaper Aberdeen options available and certainly more likely nailed-on options as well. Um, I'd, I'd probably more likely to stick with Considine at 2.9. Right, my only thought
2: of that is a. Uh... It just totally smacks me a total technical kind of transfer. He likes to go for players that he knows all the time. It to be, he goes back to players he likes as well. So it's probably a tried and tested. Agree, Guren, I think it's more a, a, more a squad rotational. He'll get his fair set of games, but from a fantasy football point of view, then, again, it's unless somebody gets injured, or he comes into the team and stays there. It's a wait and see for me as well. Who's your second player? My second player was Bongani Zungu. Who
0: was that? Say that again? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have me say that. every Now, Bangani Zungu signed for uh, Rangers. He's in the game for 4.4 million. And I uh, looked him up here on Transfermarkt. And it is his birthday today. He's 28 today. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. And, um, he signed from Amiens for oh, around 2 million. Um, he's played 52 games for them, scoring one goal and two assists, if I have that right here yeah no two goals one assist so uh, um I've seen a couple of clips on YouTube he plays more in the defensive midfield as the the football manager players under us are gonna know, know him yeah. as a ball ball winning midfielder oh. I, would, I would describe him <laughs> Um so I, from a fantasy standpoint I, oh I seen Gerard say that um, they were but signing him was was just in tune with them wanting to sign first-team-ready players to to improve the team. So you might see him starting, um, but still, in the role he plays, I don't think he'll be uh, a good fantasy option. Especially if you have Joe Aribo coming back into the side at some point. Uh, I need to look him up, but he must be around 4 million or something now. So, yeah. Wait and see on Bongani Zungu uh, <laughs> but overall. Defensive midfielder, not for me in fantasy.
1: Tom, thoughts? Yeah, I think they brought him in sort of as a backup to Steve Davis. Um, so I'm not too sure if he's going to struggle to maybe sort of host him. I think he's maybe in the same sort of category as a, as a squad player. And again, he's, he's going to need to take time to adapt and uh, get used to the Scottish League as well. Um, again, yeah, Rebo might be a better option at a lesser price. So. Um, like most of these guys that we're talking about coming into the league, that they're definitely just ones to watch for now. I wouldn't be jumping in with both feet just yet.
2: Pretty much agree with you, guys Say I think he is there to replace or upgrade on Steve Davis, who's getting older now, and he also can't play as many games. Rangers play a, a style of football where the two holding the defensive midfielders I'll let the fullbacks go forwards. One's obviously Neil on Ryan Jack, and who's the other one between Kamara. Davies basically is at the rotation so far because the two ahead of him would be Kent and normally Rebo, but it's been Arfield so if he's in the team I think he will be playing if he, if he, I mean, if he hits the ground running it would be excellent it would be, it'll be maybe first choice but again it's that fantasy aspect where I don't see him returning many points clean sheet points maybe they all go out of nowhere but I, there are plenty more as I said rather than that and again it's more to watch the see again you
0: know? Absolutely. I mean, at the price, he's coming in. He's coming in at the same price as uh, Kamara, 4.4 4 million. Kamara's on 22 points, and yeah, just if you if you go by, you can only have three Rangers players. There's definitely better players to have. Hey,
2: huh? right. any else after the transfers, guys? Are we ready to move on? Yo. Okay, right. Just quickly, we'll talk about the Scotland result last night. Tom, did you watch the Scotland game? Absolutely not. You didn't
0: watch it? Good, <laughs> yeah, did you watch it? I can't believe I actually watched it. I text you guys at some point. I'm like, one of you didn't have it on. The other one was like, yeah. And the I was playing like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm committed here, you know, watching watching that game. Um, I don't know. My One of my takeaways, O'Donnell at right wing back. I don't know why. Um, and then 120 minutes watching watching that. But a penalty shootout win, so... Happy days, huh?
2: Well, to answer your first question, why? It's because he played under Steve Clark at right-back at Kilmarnock, and obviously he likes him, so he's one of his kind of favourites. It was a turgid affair. I could all predict how that game was going to go. It was terrible. I mean, for long, for large spells, Israel bossed the game. Uh, I'm just glad we got through. And I was speaking to my dad last night after the game, and he was like, oh, that's terrible. The best player in the park was beat on. I was like, that oh, beat on a good game, actually, for Israel. Scotland in the past have had good squads and have had unlucky just missed out. It wouldn't surprise me in the slice this kind of really terrible turd of Scotland team managed to qualify to the, the Euros. Who are they going to they Serbia. And obviously, they're no an they're no easy team to beat. They knocked out Norway, but I'd rather take Serbia than Norway. This is my personal opinion. Maybe it might... I'm starting a bit of hope. It's a great hope when you always fall flat on your face with Scotland. They might just be enough to grind themselves into the the tournament I don't know. Any of your thoughts on that, Tom? You know, you
1: yeah, didn't I, think, it. <laughs> I think Mitrovic is the the man up front for Serbia. Oh, you know? Mitro, your yeah. fantasy favourite. Um, I mean, if 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 he's the if he's the main man, and they can and they can manage to stop him, then maybe him with a chance. Good on thoughts. Um,
0: I mean, like I said last week, as we. Oh, no, I, I might have said it, to John, uh, on our podcast. You guys must be used to it, seeing players out of position and all over the place just to, like, shoehorn them into the team. And I said as well to him, uh, I, I get why you do that. But, like, I was surprised. Like, I, don't, I haven't watched many Scotland games up till now. But okay, yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> but, I, but I was surprised seeing quite a lot of players that I would, uh, on paper, think are much better uh, like like your Robertson or pick any player you want, but on paper or my opinion of on, on them is much higher than when I seen them last night all thrown in together into the side. That that was what what surprised me, and uh, I'm interested to hear your your take on it.
2: That's been Scotland's problem, I think, for a long time. We seem to have a decent. I mean, you said they like Robertson, Timothy was fit, McGinn in midfield, McTominay. There's guys and you go, they're Premiership players, they're decent players, they're, they're better because they're good players, but when they come together on that team, Carl McGregor, I think Carl McGregor's kicked the ball for Scotland. And you're going, these guys are good players, why can't they play well for the national team? And I don't know where the answer lies. And there's teams a lot smaller in Scotland. Iceland stands out also fun for me. Iceland, for example, we seem to be the sums just more than the parts. Well organised. It's not like you can go to the manager and say, it's a manager. Steve Clark is a good coach, he, sh- he proved it at Kilmarnock. He's a good coach. He takes a step up to the last level and has the same problems. I mean, the closest Scotland got was it under Gordon Stratton, with maybe the key, uh, Griffith's free kicks and stuff like that, how far and close we got. And decided to change manager then, fell on its arse with Alex McLeish. It was like a reset again. And as you said, I look at the squad and go, decent squad of players. Maybe we lack the certain. We do lack We've not really got a recognised, decent striker. People say, Landon Dyke's all they want, but he's not like an international striker. He's not. Lee us if, if he got himself a could be a striker. But again, he's hitting 30 this year. Our two best players, for me, both play left-back. All right, Kieran Pearney, seems to be kind of gravitating, gravitating towards now playing the back, centre-back of a back three. I don't know if that Sunscott is going to go as well to kind of accommodate both players and then you've got Robertson attacking similar still he would do for Liverpool like Roman and pushing forward constantly but I mean we got three last night in Paris because Israel team should be beaten and we got two games this week who we got this week Tom is it Slovakia and Czech Republic is that right off my head you don't know Gunnar any idea I don't know right I think it's I think it's, and this is great like I, said, I think it's <laughs> Czech Republic and Slovakia we've got and it wouldn't surprise me to go out and get beat off both these teams the games don't matter in the long run because the only game matters now is the Serbia game. Tell me how he falls to Scotland squad and how can
1: I... Is Gunnar what's covering? Yeah, we seem to have an abundance of left-backs because we have got Doig coming through as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's only the team. He's going to be great future as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, all, all the players seem to be great individuals but playing together as a team just just seems to be on them. I don't don't know what the problem is. What out We think yeah. our fault think lies? Thinking that this comes with... They're playing in premiership quality teams
2: with great players, great squad members. And they come back and it's like, I'm playing with so-and-so and they're not as good enough. Because I saw Robertson before making good moves and making passes. But it was like a wavelength or just a step too quick than the players he Like, he made a run a couple of times. Not that game, was game, I think it was game previous. He made a run. It was this real game we played the friendly. He made a run and the ball wasn't put through him and he was talked about after it. I was there or he made a pass, and he expected the player to be a certain position. And I suppose that comes with him playing with your Mane's and your Salas, and the Firmino's in the world, where he normally knows where these players are going to be, and he know where he's going to be. And now he's playing with Ollie Buck, McBurney, And it's, you're not, to me it's apples it's and pears, and it's not. You know the difference in quality of these players. It's, he can be a great player in a good team, but it may just be a good player on an average team in Scotland. Yeah, that's our Scotland finish, day, Right, I so. <laughs> Well, move over to Tom. time. Tom, I'm going to give you the the floor is yours. You've got stats and quizzes and everything here. We're just me and Gunnar's just showing up for the party?
1: On you go. All uh, well, right, we've got a couple of quizzes. Um, the first one, it's a squad we've put together. You've got your pen and your pad, that's great. You're going to have to write a few things down. We've got a squad here that you could have made at the start of the season, um it's always a squad of 15, which consists of an untouched 11. So this is a team that you've put together. You've not tinkered with the bench and you've made zero transfers. And the bench itself, I'm going to fill in a couple on the bench. You've got a 1.8 million non-playing goalkeeper. And you've got Henderson, which you bought at the start of the season for 2.2. <laughs> you've got a mid and a striker. So this team scored a total... The, the starting eleven. Sorry, scored a total of six hundred and eighty-two points. Wow!
2: So no. if you so if you set that team at the start and just didn't play the game again, you, you deleted the
1: app. You would be sitting first.
2: <laughs> Boys and girls, don't tinker with your teams. There we go. I know, uh, you're seeing you're saying pens and paper. Is this going to work for a podcast? i we best, shouting it out, and you write it down. How's it going to work for audio?
1: So I mean, if I write things out and waiting, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Listeners can pause, go grab a pen and pad, and you can write it down and go go along with it as you like. Um, the only other information I'm going to give you is the formation. Um, we've also got the goalkeeper. Then it's a five-three-two. Five-three-two. So we're going to ask you to to guess the the players in each position. So Would you like to start with the, the goalkeeper?
2: Right. Well, we have a guess each, or we have alternate turns? Gunner, I'm the host. So I'll let you go first. Who's the goalkeeper? Aye, do you
0: okay. think? So, so that team. So, what, 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 what was it? What we had at the start of the season was 60 million. Yeah. So that team consists of 60 million players, and then I hadn't touched it again. Is that right? Yeah. That's
1: right.
2: Tom, okay. does the rule still apply that it's only three players per club?
1: That does apply. Yep. <laughs> Same rules as the app. Right, You're only okay. about three, three Celtic players, three Rangers players. On, do
2: you want to get the goalkeeper first? Right. I'll okay. So. I don't know if, uh, do, you if I you talk, picked... do you want to talk do talk it through like a team as if we're trying to work out the best team? We're the same team here. Great. Okay. What's so I goes? was gonna I was gonna say like Because see if you agree think Rangers players right, then Tavernier and Barasic are gonna be nailed on. So there's two Rangers players gone. Yes, that's true. Is that right? Are we, are we, all right? we got him, Tom, Tavernier and Barasic? Yep, you got Tavernier and right, Good, We're in a good start. So that's two of your back five. So that leaves you one Rangers player right now. I don't talk of Gunnar, don't look at your phone, no cheating. See off top of your head, thinking, has McLaughlin got more points than Goulson? What do you think? That's that's the other one I'm going to be in. It's going to be, it's a 5-3-2, right? So it's obviously Rangers defence, I think. So is it the goalkeeper or the defender? Who are we hitting here? Now, McLaughlin and and McGregor. Was McLaughlin in for the very start?
0: It was McGregor at the start, but I remember... Was Golson out for a couple of games? I'm gonna. Mm. I'm gonna pick McLaughlin. I would say.
2: I would go Golson.
1: Peter's right. Golson, 57 (laughs) points. (laughs) McLaughlin's on 49. Um, McGregor started the game against Hamilton in game week one, Um, and I think McGregor started the most recent game week as well, which I think is points away from. From McLaughlin there, so Goldson, 57
2: points. Right, so base last now we've got all Rangers players out the base. Was no more Rangers players in this team.
1: That's right. right.
2: Goalkeeper, Gunnar. We'll go to Now, go goalkeeper. Now, um, Barkas has kept, I think, three clean sheets in the League. But, on Tom, discussed the fact that Joel Lewis, Aberdeen, had a lot of clean sheets as well. So, who do you did the most points? That's true. I think stay um, to it anyway. Do you know what's? Oh uh, no, he's, he's doing things with his face. It could be somebody else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come back to the goalkeeper? Do you want to go elsewhere?
0: No, I'm going to commit, and I'm going to say uh, Marciano. I would say Marciano,
2: right? Celtic, Marciano, Marciano, Marciano. Now it depends because I'm thinking myself where Celtic other players have been for this other but team. Barkas
0: didn't. Did, wasn't there at the start of the season. Wasn't Scott Bain in goal for him. For goalkeeper, I. think. Barca's played every, every league
1: game. Yeah, was he? Ah, oh, okay. I think
2: so. Donkin, i still oh. what he said to me. Remember, uh,
1: S- Selig missed a couple of game weeks due to Covid.
2: I know, I think that. And I also think as well. Goal and
1: goalie gate.
2: Yeah, you know, good old boy. I'm also thinking with Hibbs as well, eh, uh, Gunnar, about assets elsewhere on the pitch. Right, okay. Keeper, I'll go with Joe Lewis. Marciano, Gunnar. <laughs> So unless we competition, that's one each, I suppose, because you've got one right,
1: right. Two more centre backs to go then. Two more defenders, yep. Yeah, Ten
2: defenders and a centre back. Obviously, right. Let me think. Let me think. Who do you think here, are gonna?
0: So, because it has to fit in with the value of the team as well, and with like the only half the sixty million, um, I think in Guthrie because he's had he scored thirteen points at some point and then a nine and an eight or like a seven and an eight so maybe he's one doig but
2: before I, that probably boy i think doig for clean sheets because goffrey may have a couple of returns but not a lot of clean sheets yeah yeah totally am i doig then tom doig no?
1: no oh no obvious one here
2: i had already written him down i was sure it was him <laughs> greg
1: taylor greg taylor's one that's right 42 points in total uh, Celtic, Christopher Ayer. You're on the you're on the right lines with Celtic. Julian D- Duffy. Oh, is it Duffy with the? Duffy oh. scored the goals. Eh? That's why. Oh yes, you know. nice. Frimpong. Frimpong with forty five points. What? <laughs>
2: what? Right, another well there.
1: So that's your goalkeeper and your back five. So remember, you've got three midfielders and two strikers to go,
2: and one Celtic player left. If, if he's made it, that is, obviously. Right.
1: All right. That's an if, yeah.
2: Right. Would you like to go first? Would you go midfielder or up front? Geron, would you like to try next? Let's do the strikers next. Right. You must be confident then. Who do you think?
0: Um, well, I wasn't thinking about anyone in particular, but I think, so Nisbet is top scorer in the league with six I, goals. I, I so I'm going to say
2: Nisbet is
1: one of them. Yep. I back that. Nisbet? Yep. Nisbet's one.
2: Who's next now? This is hard because nobody's really nailed on a position. I don't, I'm trying to think striker-wise. I'm going to give a point. Kabamba? That's right.
1: 33
2: points for Kabamba. There you go. So up front would have been this bit. Just right next to the one. Look at this. in Kabamba. Right, three midfield then. Good enough start. I think Alan Forrest. No? Oh. No, No Alan Forrest.
0: Um, my first oh. pick. So we have three Rainers already. <laughs> oh, you know. See, I'm, oh, I'm just I thinking. I
2: have an idiotic response there. I should have thought better, clearer, took my time. I think I know how it is now. You go, you go.
0: I would say maybe um, Lewis Ferguson. That's right. Ferguson's one. Right. So, who could be. So, there's two more to go, yeah? Ryan
2: Kent? Already have tree oh, Rangers. Oh, three Rangers. silly, that's me, but I'll take. Right, who's played on midfield then for
1: the start of season eight now? oh is it Burke, maybe? Afraid not. No, no Burke. What about Ryan Christie? Ryan Christie's won. That's your three set like up as well, no? So there's one left. One to go. Right, well I'm ge-
0: I'm guessing here now. I have absolutely no idea. Um I've got an idea. Wait to I have it. an idea now as well, but hmm. you go first. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I'm I'm
0: I'm going to say Martin Boyle. That's, that's a one. No. that's correct.
1: Yes. Martin Boyle. Yes. <laughs> right. So for um for bonus points, then, can you name bench? the captain and the vice captain?
2: Is it pretty obvious? Captain Tavernier, vice captain Barisic.
1: That's correct. You're right. So if you if you just kept the captain's our band on tav, tav, then you would have got a total of 194 points from him. And if you kept the <laughs> vice captain on Barisic, um, that would have gave you a total of 102 points. Oh, have, we got, have we got a bench team now as well? So we've got the bench. So I started that off for So we've got a 1.8 non-playing goalkeeper. Right. We've got 2.2 Henderson. Right. So I need... No defenders in. No defenders. Then. No defenders. We, I need... Two midfielder, one striker, All right. Yep, that's right. Well, we've had Henderson, so it's the second midfielder, which is unnamed, which you have to guess, and right. the third striker, which you have to guess as well. So, right, right, right.
2: So, two players. Now, CL, have we mentioned these players before? We've talked about this quiz. Have we guessed these players off the top of your head? No,
1: you haven't. Have e- you've not guessed either of these players. Oh, so what we'll do is to try and sort of jog your memory. Um, two of the players out of the starting eleven have missed certain game weeks. So one player has missed two game weeks. Another player has missed one game week. So out of the the starting eleven that you've named, can you can you recall which players missed out on game weeks?
2: Right. Well, missed out in game weeks would be Lewis Ferguson. Oh, you mean as and didn't play a game, not because the game gets cancelled? Yeah. Right, sorry, I picked you up wrong there.
1: No, right. so, well, one team, the game week was cancelled very, very, very recently. Kilmarnock? Keltie? <laughs> no, no, so, so out of the starting and 11 that you've named. Oh, starting 11 I've named. So, which two players in that start and 11 have missed game week? So, Ka- Kabamba. Kilmarnock. Kabamba's one, yep. Yeah. Right. And the other one is... He was it injured for a couple of game weeks?
0: Barrissage was injured for one week, no? I
2: oh, think not. I can hang out with my team here. Yeah. Nisbet.
1: Nisbet, that's right. Missed game week <laughs> five and game week six as well. Actually, so get e- expert, expert opinion here. Can't remember who was <laughs> injured. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kabamba missed game week ten and. In doing so a striker would have came on for him. Oh right, 10.
2: I get you, you want to get points out right, right, right. So who
1: came on for Kabamba in game week ten? Who who was your sub on your bench to, to give you some points? Can you remember who scored and who was a striker in game week ten?
2: Is this how you walked at this high score points? You've done a lot yeah. you've done a lot of work a of day off to a lot of working your day off. <laughs> right. game week ten? So come back that's only two weeks ago, Two games ago? No, just what we've talked about. <laughs>
0: <Is it? laughs> just the one, just the one. Uh, oh. I'll
1: quite look at my notes here. I don't know. I think I've talked my head here. Oh. It's essentially it's essentially name a striker who scored a goal. Last game week. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm blanking. Oh my god.
2: Who scored for Levy? And it's got oh. to be also with value, so it's not dear
1: it's about expensive striker either. It needs to be someone that would fit in with the budget. Clark? Clark? Nicky Clark, that's right. So he would have came on for Kabamba and got six points. Right. And now he's a midfielder now. And now Nisbet is the midfielder. So he missed game weeks five and six. Can you name the midfielder? Nisbet's the a midf- f- Nisbet's so midfielder. Nisbet's a striker. And right, right, right. The midfielder on the bench came on for him in game right, five and right, six. Right. That, I'll give you a clue uh, the midfielder provided the team with 10 points. And he provided two assists in that time. So you see back a week, sir. Let me think. Goon No a, idea? No? He's a player that's been recently um, affected by COVID. Doig? No, he's a defender. Is it Kilty? Correct. Kilty.
2: I like Kilty. He's part of my team brother. I like Kilty. Oh, he's he's only
0: like 2.5 million or something. He's excellent.
2: See this really games. See this game's done in like years to film and did you talk about this? We'd, there's going to be players like FFS legends, like Guffrey, <laughs> up, Guffrey off the bench. Henderson another play to let people cheat. <laughs> <I> mean, <he's laughs> legends just go, oh, he was excellent on my team because he got me so many points.
1: I thought it was good. So, just, just going over that, then um, those two would have subbed on and gave you 16 points. So, we said the start and 11 gave you 682 points. And um, to add that 16 gives you 698 points. Now, number one in the world just now is uh, FPL General, and he's on 693 points. So, this team created at the start before game week one, you'd now be sitting in first place, having made zero transfers and tinkered with your team, not at all. (laughs) Do you know what, Sammy? Do
2: you know, seeing about zombie teams all the time in these games, people would be sitting just picked a decent, might have picked a decent team using a knowledge and just forgot about the game and actually would have worked out. Case in point, right? Swanee hasn't touched his team for three weeks because he's been playing FPL. But he's kept the captain on Tavernier and the vice captain on Barasic and he's got three great returns and he checked in like that. After three great scores, because <laughs> it, before it he took out Edwina Brug and somebody else, and he just walked out. That before even trying or even thinking about it, he shot up the league. Well, it was a total walk.
1: Or don't think of your teams. I don't think of your teams, boys and girls.
0: Yeah, or at yeah. least don't take too many hits. Huh? Like I think that's that's one takeaway though. If you if you're a little bit more patient, like seeing this team and seeing someone like Boyle in there, who I at like some point just couldn't wait to get rid, but. If you had him at the right time,
2: he's a good pick. But I think that goes a long way the fact that the game is, is new. It's not the FPL. And we're used to having like heavy hitters in midfield in the FPL. We've not got it here. So you're chasing mm-hmm. points. And as the game's kind of evolved, everybody's like, like OK, the back line's where the points are. So people have kind of set and forget, I'm assuming, the three leaders back four that are nailed in one of the keepers and Duffy probably, an extent, or Ayer or Julian, and it's left them. But, it's midfield not front with the points in return the way people are used to, I suppose. So they're, they're constantly transferring taking us chasing points, hoping sudden lands.
0: Tom, have you have have, have we got this uh, type of quiz again next episode for the for the FPL as well?
2: <laughs> no, but you <he> can.
1: <laughs> Well, <laughs> all the pubs are shut down, so <laughs> I've got a lot of free time. <laughs> maybe
0: we'll wait a couple of weeks, but maybe game week 10 as well for the FPL, maybe then that's something. <laughs> yeah, we
2: could look at that, that's certainly, yeah. Have you got a second quiz, Tom, for us? Is us finish more. Is that all? Yeah,
1: yeah we, we could do a second quiz if you like. Go back You're in, all right. No, I, like I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so definitely. We've got ourselves a best value 11, so we're looking at points per million this time. So this is basically
2: the most points
1: for the cheapest assets all in. Is that how we worked out? All bar one. There's there's one player in there that breaks the mould. And you're probably right. going to guess who it is because it's the obvious one. Taverner? Tavern. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get that one out of the way right now. Um he's the man that breaks the mould. He's fifteen point six points per million. So you couldn't him.
2: So you could basically any team that's worth its salt couldn't leave, back, couldn't leave having out basically get high scored, get to keep money. Yeah, in there. pretty much. Right, so it's the lowest value, the highest points per million. weights worked out. That's
1: right. right. Okay, and is it
2: a bench or just eleven this time?
1: We're just looking at starting eleven this time. Did you get bored after
2: eleven? You're off. Enough. enough work. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, any idea for a goalkeeper? You know, you might start with a keeper. What are we thinking here we I already think low value keepers here, so not MD Can I guess off the top of my head, Parrish and Johnson? No. because uh, he was not the first choice. McCrory, maybe, for Livy. No. No?
0: Ah. Uh,
1: think think of a second choice. It's really It's really um, done. Well, uh, McLaughlin. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Spit your right in the head. Spit right your head. So that is uh defender and goalkeeper out of the way. The formation Again is five, this time four, and a single striker up front. Five, four, one. Five, four, one. Right. Can we use, can we wipe the couple obvious ones first,
2: Schooner, that we can, out, we can on off the top of our head? Like, obviously, we think Doig didn't expect yep. it to be. Yep. And Guthrie? Guthrie's one. So that's two. Got that's two. Doig, you no. Doig, no. Doig's not in that team? No. Doig is not in that Surprising. team. No. Oh. I'm surprised with that. Stats
1: don't, the stats don't lie, with it stats are facts. I suppose that's you It's it's pretty close. It's pretty close, but I've we I've worked this out based on players' current values.
2: Yeah, you said that
1: fair because enough. people people may use this as a tool going forward if they're thinking about getting a cheap option and as like a sort of a facilitator to get a more expensive Aye. asset. Who's just,
2: who's returning just quite well? Points wise over this course of the game so far.
1: Yeah.
0: Any thoughts, good on the defenders? Uh, who is it the, the, the Hamilton defender
1: or maybe? Or Dolphin, a Dolphin's one. Yes, up. he's had one clean sheet and three goals.
2: That's
1: brilliant. Three goals, I had the final clean sheet. It's the goal. points. That it's the goal points.
2: Right, so another defender we get here. Two defenders. Mm-hmm. Two, Two more defenders,
1: even. Wow.
2: I thought we got three. We had Tavio, Guffrey, and Oduffin, What was four, five, one? No, five four one. Five, five defenders, four mids, right. and one. Okay. Striker. Okay, okay. Right, who think here, Tom? Who are we, who are we Tom, you're not telling us. Who are you think here, girl? <laughs> defenders, I have no
0: idea. Do you think do you know what who the striker is? The one? The one striker. Per yeah,
2: million. He's,
1: he's probably a bit more expensive than your average striker as well,
2: so. Because strikers so, are in the game as well. It's not gonna be kabamba, is it?
1: No. See, I would have said
2: kabamba as well. Maybe what the boy for license? broke through. No, that too. He's uploaded enough games. He's more expensive than that. Right, we'll go back to defence. Defence. Right, defence. Right. Defence. Try to think here, player wise. Lord Tate. Is it mum? No. 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 <laughs> this is where we actually come. Where shown is <laughs> not not being the FFS experts, right? are we? <laughs> 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 Defenders. So you've got oh. two
1: Rangers players. There's a third one in there.
2: Or oh, Balogun maybe? Or Goldson? Goldson. Aye. Because he's still quite cheap, that's something. Yeah, thinking. okay. I'm just thinking in terms of the game. You're right. Well done.
1: Goldson is actually the, the most value. Is it? But Tav yep. 17.3 points per million. Tav is 15.6. That's a show, thing, it? Right, so Goldson's in there. Craig Taylor? No, no, there's actually no Celic in this game. No, CELIC players in this I'm not playing anymore. Then <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned Doig earlier. Um, one of the defenders is actually his teammate. Portis,
2: no, place for them. Is ha- Hanlon. Paul Handlon, correct? That's a one. So why is his value so good, Tom? Is, is, he, is he cheaper in the rest? Are he
1: good? Risk? I think it's because he scored a goal. I think that's going kind to of bump him up a so bit. So he's going to
2: be more, right, okay.
1: Ready midfield now, Zaz? Yep, that's the back line, and the goalkeeper done. Forrest? Forrest has won, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Kilty as well.
2: Yep. Uh, we get going We did it some way, then we kill it. It was going to be in here he's the greatest. Bolton, if we're underrated. No. Oh, good shout, though. Um, Doesn't necessarily have to be cheap players because it's per moin. So if you get lots of points, I guess we didn't get goals wrong. So I'm thinking Burke.
1: yep. Yeah. So we've got a remaining midfielder and a striker. I suppose. Is it Ferguson as well? Because he's Ferguson. Scored? Yeah. There we go. And the striker, striker,
2: and it's not Kabamba against him. It's not Kabamba, yeah. I hmm. think goals.
0: Think
1: Nisbet. Goal, goal. Nisbet.
0: Oh. See, in my head, I was always going for like, who's the who's the super cheap player who's got a couple of returns. Huh? But it's not like if they have loads of returns, then it doesn't really matter how expensive they are. When you like look at Tavernier, Nisbet as well.
1: I suppose you can see he's broken the mold as well. Yeah. But you 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 by looking at that formation you've got one striker so there's not a lot of value up front it's all in defense because of those clean sheet points that's right yeah even looking at the variation of points per million this bit's only sitting at 8.5 points per million even the likes of Guthrie is 16.4 points per million and the Dolphins 13.5 so
0: I think that's my takeaway from 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 both the questions now eh? it's five at the back like, that's what they have in common. Uh, so we
2: kind of knew that. Can, did, we kind of did know that. That we kind of thought that would be the case. The yeah. five at the back, because it was also where it was going. But I suppose it's easier. You don't have to rely on any old firm players all the time, do you? You could have done it decently without them, no problem. A quite obviously, Tavanier is the one that stands out like a sore from. He's one that has to be in every team, but at that yeah. time, he didn't lead them. But there's no Celtic at all in that team. You, you get a point total there, Tom, sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you should just move one up. No, 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 no. Did a second guest here check. no Nobody <laughs> no, <we> would,
1: nobody
2: would chance. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's five hundred and thirty-one. Well, that's a good return, that eh? Well done. Right, anything else? for uh, for Tom time was that was funny, there That was really no, good. was really, really Quiz is really, done. Really, really enjoyed that. We you was good day.
0: Yeah, that should get a jingle. Tom time, <laughs> Well,
2: she's he's got a guitar in the background there. He can work on his own jingle and send it in.
1: Thought well, we could do that, eh? There's, There's been a few take home messages as well. I mean, it's been educational and fun. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: We'll go back to the fixtures then, right? So, I'm going to read out the fixtures of the game week coming up and actually I need to put another one in because there's no a, a double game week. Off top of your heads, Abdel Home against Hamilton, isn't it? It isn't it? As Hamilton, Hamilton. As, yes. right, okay. So, coming up, we've got Celtic versus Rangers. Dundee vs Aberdeen, Hamilton vs Johnson, Johnstone, Livingston vs Kilmarnock, Ross County vs Hibs, St vs Motherwell, and Aberdeen vs Hamilton in double game week. So, what we ask you to do first is I've got three games here. Give me predictions for, this, for the scores. We're going to keep on continuing, and then we'll discuss potential captain, vice captain options. Probably more prevalent this month this week because people would pick Celtic Rangers players and they're playing each other. So. Big decision to come up. So, the first game, obviously, I want your predictions for Celtic versus Rangers. And I will go first. I went 2-0 Celtic. Tom?
1: Celtic Rangers, I think it's going to be pretty even.
2: I'm going to say 1-1. Tom, 1-1. Now, Gunnar, I want your prediction based on what you think, not about what you want for your fantasy points. <laughs> because you would just say 1-0 Tavernier
1: penalty
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm glad you made that caveat there um, I don't know uh, I agree with Tom I think it's going to be even and if you don't want me to look at my fantasy team I'm going to say 1-1 one, one as well
2: right. I will just say now i was going to start with the pod I've got a funny feeling in this game that they're both going to cancel each other out because see last year you obviously didn't watch the Scottish games last year going Celtic went to Ibrox first game of the season and done some crazy tactics and looking at of played off Rangers and let them come at them and done it on the counter. Remember Tom Frey in the corner, Edward, and the Rangers didn't know what to do. If you're Steven Gerrard watching Celtic playing, they're probably thinking going, "If we stand off Celtic, let them try to come at us and we'll kick them in the counter." But I think both of them might do this. I right? think one of these games were. There isn't very much going forward. They're both try to count on each other and it could end up being a, like a one each or a nil-nil. Now, it could be totally different. It could end up four, three, three each, three nil or whatever. But I've just got a funny feel back in my head I think this could be one of the games where they both try to think each other to the point where they take each other out of the, the game tactically. You have any thoughts on that? What you think is going to have in this game? Good I I actually seen
0: that what was the game you said uh, at was, was that the one where Edward just kicked it towards right the corner flag right from right off. right from kickoff, huh?
2: Kickoff and we just didn't know what, they were like what he's doing.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair play, what are you doing? But yeah, it worked though. Um I don't know. I, I asked John as well, uh, watching the St. Johnson against Celtic game at the weekend. St. Johnson came out to play and they they were pressing Celtic and Celtic I don't know, up until like the last 10 minutes they didn't really know like what to do with the ball as well, and they sometimes they looked a bit in trouble when, when St. no, no game plan is the
2: word you're looking for. No game plan. That's what it looked like to me. Right,
0: but what do you think if if Lennon does the same against Rangers? Does it does it worry you, or is it still do you think Celtic is going to have this in the bag just because they're they're more they can deal with this sort of game better than maybe Gerard overacts, you know, overreacts sometimes just for the occasion.
2: See if it goes by form. And XG, as Tom will get to, Rangers are probably the favourites fair. They're, they're, they're performing probably ain't quite close to the XG, I believe, ahead. I Celtic are, are not. By the eye test, Rangers are playing better. The Celtic seemed be to play better when they played Hibs, who came out and had a go at them. Mm. Now, if Rangers come out and have a go at them, I think Celtic will suit them. That makes me also think Rangers won't come have a go at them because if they've got any salt in their coaching staff, they'll know that if we have a go at them, it suits Celtic's game let's frustrate them and let's play the high press give them the ball yeah, and see if they can do anything but then that same it works, it works both ways I mean I've been to, I mean I'm I'm always nervous for these games i probably sit and watch it behind a couch biting my nails but I think push comes to self-shelter is going to have enough to beat them and I don't know another thing we mentioned it. this international week is going kind to of have a big deal because people are all away not just us both the teams I mean the people are all parts of the world coming back and we have got two days training. Now, no, sort of lost Edward and Christie so far, but we've got a different off-squad I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, Ryan Jack's a Grinders player. He's played a few games a week and coming back. Eduard's over in Columbia, I'm sure. That might be a Tom Roddick type situation where he's not in any sort of position to play the game because it's just too much jet lag and stuff like that. I'm interested to see both teams on a Saturday morning and how they set up. What's your thoughts on that, Tom?
1: Yeah right. I think if we go, I think if we go on form, it's, it's it's no secret that Rangers have been pretty solid defensively, and it's no secret that Selic have been struggling to break teams down. So if if they stick with that, then I think it's going to be a pretty turgid, pretty low scoring game. Um, obviously, Selic had the game in hand as well, so it maybe shoot shoot both sides for the draw. Um, from from previous experience, we know the form book goes out the window, so. I think it's, I think it's a very difficult one to call just because there's so many factors now and the timing of it with COVID. I, I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I honestly think it could go either way and it just depends on how, well, I, how they show up on the day.
2: That's true. The other thing I, I would say all about with the Celtic readers. Lennon always likes to... He, he can't predict Lennon's team sometimes, right? But his hand's been forced. He's no Edwards. He hasn't got that choice anymore. He's no Christie, He's... And he knows before now, so he knows exactly what he's got, who's got to deal with. The same as do will know who's got fit. I mean, he'll probably know where come back Friday night. I ain't gonna risk him. He'll know if will be 100% fit or not. Risk him. So he'll know. They both have an idea what they're going to do. They're probably worked out. I mean, I'm quite sure before the, before the lockdown last year, Celtic so went to three five two. The purpose was leading up to the Rangers game to try to combat the midfield battle. This is mm-hmm. the whole point. Isn't it? The game got called off. Shit, hit the fan. Now we're here. We're back to three-five-two, 5 2 But it's different. Rangers new tactics are differently. They don't play the same way they played last year. They play heavily full-backs pushing forward. So if I was neutral, it would be quite interesting. But I'm not neutral. So, I mean, like I said, Wendy, I'm watching to win. And I was going to say to Tom in the, the chat, I'd forego a minus 16 point <laughs> game week to <game laughs> win. Just because that's how much. But from a fantasy point of view, Probably the best score would be nil-nil, <laughs> because the
1: defenders you've got then when they have- they on defenders, that's yep. right.
2: Yep. So you went on each race. The so next game I actually predicts is United and Aberdeen. I have went 2-1 Aberdeen away from home. Tom?
1: I'm going to back Aberdeen's defence and I'm going to say 3-0 Aberdeen. High-hitting game, well done. Do you know, thoughts on this game? Nice prediction.
0: Ooh, so I just brought Shankland in, but I'm also wanting an Aberdeen defender. Huh? So from a fantasy standpoint, that's tough. <laughs> but I, I, I like what Tom's saying there, 3-0 sounds about right. I'm going to go 2-0. Differential,
2: I go there, 2-0, you know? And the last game we asked predict, that, and I did not have to think of the time, actually obviously, the Klamarnock situation, how that's going to affect them. Livingston versus Comanac, And I've went for 3-1 Livingston. Taking the situation would be, they're starting to play pretty well now. They're at home. And as Tom mentioned along, I'm now off a 14-day layoff but I don't know how much time I've got between training and the game to get myself back up to speed. i went for 3-1. Tom?
1: I'm going to say 2-0 to Livingston. Okay. Guna?
0: See, I was going to say 3-1 as well it's for the same reasons, you know. They haven't trained for two weeks. And although I have a couple of Kilmarnock players in my side, yeah, 3-1 for me as well.
2: Right, so that takes me now to the next option, the captain and vice-captain options. So obviously, in this game week, there's going to be two Aberdeen, two hamilton games. Would that change your thinking on who you be captain and who vice-captain this week coming up? We'll start with you, Gunnar.
1: I
0: don't know. I probably said on our own part that I was still going to captain Tavernier, but having listened to you guys and having thought about it more, I don't think I will be, so... Aberdeen having a double game week as well. Um, probably an Aberdeen, defender makes sense. Maybe Considine, but I would have to bring him in first before I could do that. And then I don't know. Maybe maybe if there's any news if Cosgrove is fit, maybe vice captain or you're shaking your head. So then yeah. maybe maybe Watkins for Aberdeen as a vice captain, same as I did with Nisbet for this week. Um, again, I would have to bring him in. What, what one, at least. So I already have hedges. So I'm looking at at least one more Aberdeen player, and then, yeah, I have to decide if it's going to be a defender or 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 the striker. But yeah, so it's it's captain and vice captain for me. It's between Aberdeen players for this week, just because of the double double game week.
1: Go be yourself, Tom? I guess to be Aberdeen. I probably. I'm going to. I'm going to spoil my prospective transfer for this week, because I've currently got Hedges. I also have Considine Lewis, but I've got Hedges, and he's not done a lot, so I might be making a sideways step and going with Ferguson. Looking to captain him for prospective goals and assists, and vice-captain Considine for the possible clean sheets.
2: Right, I agree with the you. I'm thinking Aberdeen. I have got McCrory ready, my team. I've got Callan for Hamilton as well. I'm thinking I'm going to Ferguson, and I'm thinking vice captain and captain both them. Not decided what want to go with yet. what to flip flop? But I think for this next week, I'll both him in field, and I'll be vice captain one and captain the other. Probably Ferguson because of the penalties. That's probably the my thinking. And I think that's it. I mean, I know I don't see any other. I mean, if certain or were playing someday at home, like a Ross County or maybe they would think about captain and one of them. But because they're not, they're playing each other. It's so unpredictable, and i oh, No, sorry, and I've got two game weeks, I think the common sense prevails, it needs to be an Aberdeen captain and vice captain, probably. If you've got both players, probably out there, I suppose we could probably get away with it If you wanted to, maybe take a risk. And if you get Templeton, vice captain him if he's up front, that's the only thing I can think of. he's an outlier. That's all I can think of elsewise. You might be really bold, you can go a dolphin. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a that's some crazy. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Another no captain option, you guys, that you think. That's it.
1: Yep, have it move I on? Mean, I mean, you could well, potentially go Nisbet then. at Ross County. Ross County you haven't been in any great shakes. You could. You can completely ignore that double game we can go with with, with uh, Nisbet.
0: That is a good shout, actually. I like that.
1: Right.
2: we well, have move on to questions then. As we've kind of so read a bit to a lot of these questions are pretty much the same. So can i am them all to kind of the same thing. So, first thing, I'll go to the actual question we got from... Where's your man on Twitter? FPL Ballbag, Andy. I love that name. It's good, isn't it See, it's, picture, it's actual a picture of a ballbag, which is good. <laughs> right. Is it wait and see or new old through things or try to get ahead of the pack? Now, I think we've already kind of discussed this. What's the name of the Rangers signing, Gunnar? <laughs> Zungo. <laughs> right. We discussed this. He's already... He's an offensive midfielder. And he's no nailed on, so probably not worth it long term, unless Gerard the Sunman don't expect. Now, Lexalt or Laxalt, I think he will be. But again, we we'll go back to the we've all agreed this. It's the nailed on in rotation with Celtic. I don't think it's guaranteed. So to me, we will be waiting to see. I mean, say for example, nail hits a has a niggle and he hits a rock. He's only got one option, so he's got to play him but I think they will be rotating players. Lennon said in the press this week, by the way, he was going to stop rotating as much, but I don't believe him. I think he's saying to the press is to get the press to get off his back. I think he's been rotating constantly, so to me, I think I would agree. No, i No, not agree, sorry. I would, I would say I recommend wait and see. Don't try to head into the park and make him back and bite you. What's your thoughts on that? Is that what you've yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's a little bit like the start of the season when I didn't really know uh, who to pick. And like from that Celtic back line, I mean, it has, has changed a little bit now. Like Duffy is, we spoke about it before, like Duffy is my set and forget kind of in that Celtic back line. But then I was I was on Taylor at first, then I was considering Ayer. And then now at the minute I'm on Frimpong. But that's, that's because Forrest is out injured. And I pretty much think that Frimpong is going to start... In the coming weeks, but once everyone's fit again, I'm not. I'm not so sure. with Like Elhamid there as well, and yeah, uh, it's the same thing here with the new with Laxalt. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, it's it's the exact same thing, and you'll be. It's a little bit what happened now with like Eduard and Jetty I think I've I'm, I've I've played so many transfers on them two players, just like well, one of them is out, so I'll bring the other one in, and then I'll bring the other one back, and. And then I had to, to take so many hits. Like I didn't have to, but I took so many hits just because I was always using this one transfer on on like a Celtic defender or striker or whatever. And I think there's there's better options. And unless we know for a fact that Laxalt will be starting week in week out, it's a wait and see for me. Tom,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, you really have to see how the players integrate. You really want to see maybe at least one or two game weeks and see how they actually. Get on before you start spending transfers on them. You only get one transfer a week, and you can't bank them, so you've really got to make so them. it.
2: It's a killer, isn't it? It's a total killer this game. Yeah, if they want so.
1: You've, you've you've really got to make the most of them. So, with with you know Aberdeen's double game week, then you've got a potential blank game week. You've got to, you've really got to make the transfers count. So I would go with the tried and tested. I wouldn't be rushing into any uh, new players just yet.
2: Just one thing I thought top of my head, relax so is see. C- Celtic's game after Rangers is AC Milan, home into is that right, am I right there? Yep. So if he wants him up to speed, he's going to throw him in, but at the same time, it's the little third game, is he going to throw him in, or is he going to stick with Taylor for his next two games and then go for him? This is one thing you have to just listen to press conferences, he up to the game and how Lennon talks about him, but again, a mentioned Lennon does a whole lot of kite to the press and also it's a matter of... There's definitely more nailed on Celtic assets. We as mentioned before, Barcass, Duffy, McGregor, probably Brown It's a fourth still on. Brown maybe not as, more as, as exciting as the rest of them, but they're nailed on. The rest is like, it's a lot of money for Celtic assets to, to spunk money on that and then they don't play. It'd be pretty upsetting for the, a game point of view. Right, first question was actually from Swanee. No, another not first question, next question. What is your old firm tactics going to be this game week? Because I'm quite sure, like the majority of your players, they've got at least two assets for each club. So how are you going to go about it? I'll start with you, Tom.
1: I think with your approach, <clears throat> do you want my personal ab- approach or well, do you
2: how want... how you would do it? Because because you're obviously a Man fan, <laughs> and how you would do it <laughs> if a game point of view. <laughs>
1: if if you're being methodical and you have to think about your score prediction, what do I think the score is going to be? Um, Is one side going to keep a clean sheet, is one not? Are they neither going to keep a clean sheet and then work from it from there and then structure your team to suit based on what your score prediction is. Um, You could try and be clever. I've looked at this potential um, method myself. I own both Tavernier and Duffy, but also in Ayer, Arfield and Barisic. So we know Tavernier is good for a goal and assist. So you could start him and even if the Rangers don't keep the clean sheet, then you could still potentially get attacking returns from Tavernier. With Duffy, he seems to be the target man on set pieces, so he's, he's got. We know he's got a goal in him. Um, you could start him, and then if you've got Henderson still sitting there, you could start him, and then just load up your bench with all front players, and then get the best of the rest. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. problem with that is if it ends nil nil, and you've got Ayer and Barasic sitting on your bench, then you're going to yeah, miss out yeah. on those clean sheet points from one of them. So that that that. That's the that's the tough situation. So you really have to think. What do I think the score is going to be, and then make that make a decision and stand by it. There's, there's not really any sort of clever way that's going to be foolproof of getting around this. I don't think. And what was your personal one for doing it with you? then? personal one. I think I'm just going to start the players for fear of an ill mill. Gura what do you think? Um,
0: yeah. I agree with Tom as well, the the last part as well. I might just start my players, like the ones that I have, and hope for a nil-nil. Then again, I also agree, Tavernier, Duffy, they're good for an attack and return either way. At at the minute now, I'm on two defenders each. So I have Barisic and Tavernier, Duffy and Frimpong. And because of the double game week, I might look at downgrading Frimpong to maybe Considine and then Sperle, he's my fifth defender. Mm. That might be something I do, but it depends on how many other transfers I'm making this week. Maybe
2: say, maybe maybe say it. <laughs> <laughs> The way I look at it right is this, I think the majority of people in the top half of this game, well, the exact same situation as the rest is, are going to have Rangers defenders, so they're going to have Barisic, they're going to have Tavernier, either Duffy or Ayer. So everything's going to be the same situation. I'm going to play the team I normally play, and I think everybody's going to have roughly the same kind of points return. That's how I look at it. Unless I try to be really clever and it works out for them, I think pretty much the majority of the game is going to be on the same boat at the end of this game week. Mm -hmm. And like Tom says, if Rangers get a goal, it's probably going to come through the bank. It's going to be from Barisic or Tavernier assist or Tavernier penalty, because the refs are just penalties. And, And if... Celtic get a goal, potentially a lot of them could come for Duffy corner, so you're right that way. So you take your risk that way. And up front, you couldn't you couldn't right now for another percent pick a Rangers or Celtic start or striker right now, because there's no there's they can't do it. So it's a case of just I'm gonna stick with my team I've got and just whatever happens or what happens, take it for the one week. I mean a one-nil Celtic for me would get me a Duffy clean sheet. If Rangers one one gets me two or but as, as I said before, the majority of the week game, the game is going to be the exact same kind of situation as us. And they might take hits, try to save it. And then Tom said, you take the hits and then you end up nil-nil and then you'll just hits for nothing, pretty good hits. Right, another question again. I can't, this is from a guy in work, he's not going to, to ask me in work to ask this question. <laughs> Celtic attacking assets in Elanousia up front. I've already slightly discussed it. Discussed it. Discussed it. Nothing's nailed on. Would you stick with somebody or would you avoid something up front and go elsewhere right now and then come back to later on? Tom?
1: I would avoid for now. I mean, I got rid of Edward last week and brought in Nisbet and it paid off. Um, so because there's not really anyone nailed on, you could bring them in. But again, you're going to probably burn a transfer down the line. There's, there's no really any way. So there's no way to nail it, really. Edward's is going to be self-isolating due to COVID. Obviously, there's concerns over a Yeti's uh, fitness. We'll maybe have to wait closer to the time and hear what this are. Neil Lennon's got to say to the press. Um, you've got Clamala, you've got Griffiths, and then obviously Ellie Nussi's playing as part of a front two as well. So for, for, for me, I think it's, it's too difficult. And these are expensive assets as well, so they're going to take up a lot of your budget. And for them not to play or not to return any points, Um it could definitely affect your rank. Good on Absolutely,
0: I I totally agree with Tom there. I mean, Eliunisi, I was at I was on him at the start of the season and was happy when I when I got rid. I think John from our podcast, he was he was on him last week still or the week, week yeah it was because he stopped yeah.
2: with it. That's right. He done well.
0: Yeah. Um. That was that was. That return say was more lucky than, and I can't. We like like you said before. We don't know who's going to be uh, nailed on, who, who's going to be starting there, and yeah, I, I wouldn't keep them.
2: Well, I gave off you. and also like to add that with the blank week coming up, this is your chance probably to take out Celtic striker and not worry about because they're not playing three weeks time. So there's your option. Get him. It was Edward, or it was a Yeti, or it's, it's, it's Griffiths, whatever you've got. Take them out. Bring somebody's gate. Play that game, and then take it for there if they're a great start you can bring him back in keep you bank the money but i mean i've got edward and i get you up front <laughs> i mean yeah. i mean now my, my point will be is i'm going to keep edward playing i think for this the sub mm-hmm. trick and i'll get i might have to move out and bring something in. but i'll keep edward starting so that i'll get the best off the bench it's like Tom can kind of alluded to with the old rangers how it's going to work but I hope that Edward's head stop is not turned anymore after this and he actually is back to what he was last year. And if that's the case, then he's by my team. But again, it's going to be a case of watch and see how it works out. I don't know. Right. Double game week. Aberdeen hammer Hamilton. This the next question again. Something work. We'll can discuss this to the death. Your thoughts on it? Any other to we discussed? Are we happy we finished all that? Finished, I'm Gunnar? Tom? I think we have satisfied that one. Yep, I'll just say the same. We've already discussed it. Aberdeen seems to be the place to go. Watch this. This is the week Aberdeen don't win two games, as I said. It's also <laughs> the same in these games. You go Aberdeen, Aberdeen and it's a game that will not win two games, but that's how it works. Right, that's us finished for the week, guys. Well, not finished. We've got a plug and stuff to go. We'll start with Twitter. I'm Fantasy Half. Gunnar, where are you at? You've got two Twitter, I believe, two Twitters.
0: Oh, yeah. So my, my personal Twitter is uh, Ed Gunzon underscore. But uh, the one that's more important is it's at Fitbar Weekly pod. i uh, my own pod with my friend, John. We talk about the Scottish game uh, once a week, if we can match, And um, yeah, it's been going well so far. Um, and if you fancy more fantasy content or more fantasy Scotland chat, then um, check it out as well. It's Fantasy Fitbar Weekly.
1: Tom, you're at FFS underscore Scout, is that right? That's right, yep. Give us a follow. Um, We've got weekend roundup discussion for the the upcoming game weeks um, and also any sort of news, uh, I try and retweet anything in relation to transfers, COVID, anything like that. You do blog as well. You do blog reviews, don't you? It's good. good Yeah, we do a wee blog review. Um, So, yeah, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a retweet.
2: And Tom's got like a million followers anyway, so... At least, huh? If you follow Tom, <laughs> if you follow Tom, please follow me and Gunnar. <laughs> uh, right. What else? We're going to come back on Tuesday. Guys, we're going to do an FPL podcast on Tuesday, I'm sure if both of you are still up for it, we're going to discuss the FPL. We you know, this podcast has been quite labour. I'm quite sure it's well over the two-hour mark. I'm near enough it. I'm looking at my clock here, and I'm like, oh. So we're going to come back and talk. This is this is where we've got Gunnar on an exclusive contract, where it's just FPL only. Because let's talk about this here. Gunnar is a German and he's on 2F Scottish Fantasy podcasts. He's doing double duty more than the else. And on top of that, he's a highest ranked at the lottes here as well. So, <laughs> I just showed you.
0: Plus, I've had to watch Scotland as well last night though.
2: Yeah, and I watched that more than <laughs> as well. I just showed you. He's more Scottish than you have done. Right. Uh, anything else? Plugs? That's what's funny the plugs. I can't think of the top of my head. Right, that was it. Oh, that's it though. Back hopefully Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed. If you like listening, please give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or whether you get your podcast. It actually matters a lot because if you review us, we get more exposure and more this and that helps. So again, it's bye for me and bye for these guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you. See you then.